Okay, so I wanted to start this by doing a TBH, you know, like, TBH, Michael, I love you so much. I am full of joy every time I pass you in the hallway. I'm never annoyed by how you tell me welcome home, even though you've just seen me five minutes ago. Um, and I wanted you to do a TBH. Can you do a, t can you do a TBH, too, when the singers on Sunday morning do not know the lyrics to their song? <laughs> Oh my lord! Because <laughs> I know that's your favorite. This is gonna get me in trouble with my wife. It's no, it's not. Gonna happen. No, it's it, not. It will. <laughs> it started a whole thing. Oh. Yes. Tbh. It started a whole <laughs> big thing. Um. Simply because I made the comment that the lyrics on the back are supposed to be a crutch, mm -hmm. not a wheelchair. And apparently that's offensive. A crush, not it's a wheelchair. I can't. You definitely didn't say that to me. <laughs> I just know that on Sunday morning, I am always filled with a significant amount of pride if I know the lyrics and I can look over at you and just nod. Like, the Lord is going to bless me extra. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Mm -hmm. All right. I digress. We're just going to dive in. I'm Melinda Poitras, and you're listening to He Said, She Said, The One with Books and Bros. I have a bro here today, Mike Henson. Mike, why don't you tell us some things about yourself, and then I'm going to say some things about you. So there's that. Uh, things about myself. Yes. I'm assuming things that I do. Yes, things that lifestyle. you do. Your favorite coffee order is also fine. Favorite coffee order. Well, I'm trying to get off sugar and uh, whatnot, so... Mm -hmm black coffee is my go-to or americano mm -hmm. but it's not my favorite favorite would have to be right now the brown sugar oat milk shaken espresso okay when starbucks has oat milk good to know apparently that's a problem for them <laughs> i've i've lodged complaints the way and that, i'm just a little bit bitter the but. way that i honestly wanted to say is there is there a shortage of oat goats oat goats because there's no milk. Sorry. Apparently. Okay. Yes. I don't know who Starbucks has ordered the oat milk. But. Yeah, they're failing. All right, but yes, what you do. Yes, so I'm the creative director for our home church, New Life St. Louis, mm -hmm. which is super all-encompassing because it's all of the creative stuff. Yeah. And more. Um. I do freelance work for a church marketing company. So that means my Mondays are filled with about 12 hours of uh, sermon clip pulls and quote pulls from 11 to 15 churches. Mm -hmm. So I watch on about two times speed, 11 to 15 church sermons, wow. um, like Monday through Wednesday. It depends on how soon they get their stuff. Um, Beyond that, I do freelance work for like website design, graphic design, writing, mm -hmm. things like that. And then I also teach at Urshan when they have business classes, and I teach at Community College in St. Charles. Mm. I wish you would do more. I wish I had more on my plate because <laughs> there's a, about 18 minutes a week where I'm like, man, I wish I had something to do right now. 18 whole minutes a week yes. that you were bored. I cannot. You actually designed the logo for this podcast. Which, which I get compliments on all the time, and I just say thank you. I did it myself, as I That's know you okay. would want me. Oh, definitely, as you would want me to do. Um, you have a podcast. You want to tell us a little bit about that? 
yeah, sure. Uh, it's called My Biased Opinion mm -hmm. um, because it's my biased opinion. I promised myself I really wouldn't do much research. Mm -hmm. I would just spout off what right. I feel and go with it when I have it. Mm -hmm. I'm nowhere near as consistent as I should be. My favorite thing is I just started doing uh, MBO bits, my yes. biased opinion mm -hmm. bits. And I feel like that's a more sustainable thing, even right. though I've missed a couple of weeks because it's just two to three minutes. Yeah, I was about to say they're like three minutes long. Yeah, about whatever I happen to be thinking about or working mm -hmm. through. So, I'm a terrible podcast listener, but I have binged your podcast yesterday and today. I think I've listened to all of them. And y'all, go listen to that, first of all. Stop. What, why are you here? Stop listening to me when you could be listening to Michael. Um, but some of the things that stood out to me, and I just scribbled them down, you were talking about what we do with our lives, and you said, it's not about people noticing it's about doing what Jesus did for me multiple times a day, every day. And that just, that got me so good. Because um, yeah. I am an Enneagram 2, Wing 3, and I do like to be noticed um, for all the wonderful, selfless things that I do all the time. And then there was one, do you remember exactly what it was called? The one about soda nozzles, the episode name. It was like soda nozzles and paradoxes. paradoxes. Yes, and you talked about how discipline actually equals freedom and that one was also really great but they're all great so everyone should be listening to that stat um your words are something that i am grateful for your words in my life and sometimes i'm grateful because they're hilarious and sometimes i'm grateful because they're sarcastic in the way that i also love to be um but i also find my great myself grateful because they really have especially over the course of maybe the last year and a half kind of helped shape like who I am and how I'm living my life and you had come and prayed for me I know that you remember I was gonna be like I don't know if you remember this but I know that you remember this because you had to text me after um I think it was the weekend the Sunday after Thanksgiving and you had sent me a text afterward and you just like so clearly and concisely just like spoke into a situation that like even I was not really acknowledging like I wasn't calling it what it was and you just laid everything out there and that's not just a text that I read you know last November um it was life direction that I think about much of the time and I just did my summer calendar like really locked in all the things that I'm going to be doing and there are so many um things I'm excited about summer because like there are so many things that I need to accomplish that I want to accomplish that I've been meaning to accomplish for a long time but I'm kind of dreading it also because I'm going to be gone a lot um and I'm going to be away from some of the people that I love so much Mary and my Miriam and I this is Michael's wife have cried about this today because we are never emotional and we don't eat ice cream um but you know like when I was in the final moments of like making those decisions and just pulling the trigger and me like this is what I'm doing like I'm going to go do the things I had thought about um, what you said and how you were encouraging me about a situation in my life that is good and that I am called to but that you were reminding me not to let be a distraction yeah. and I am so grateful for you and for Miriam because you give me fear of missing out on the right things um, if there's something that I'm supposed to be doing for God and his kingdom you always encourage me to do that 
even when you're being hilarious, even when you're being sarcastic. So I am just grateful for your words and the impact that they've had on me. One more time, everyone go listen to his podcast. I did want to talk about today um, two kind of separate things. I wanted to talk about you're the most productive person that I know. Like you're so productive. So is there anything that you have to say about that? Like productivity and focus and doing the things and getting the things done. Because the way that you and Miriam actually will be like, oh, yes, it's been 17 hours and I've just been, you know, accomplishing things. And I'm just like, what? Because I've been laying on the couch. So maybe just talk to us a little bit about that. Sure, sure. Tools, tricks, tips. Uh, man, there's so much to talk about with that. Mm-hmm. I think I think part of it. Mm, I, so I grew up in a household where um, excuses were not Mm. really an option. Okay. Um, And it's it's really funny, and I, I, man, it's probably been about a year. Time flies, but it's probably been about a year. It was last year, probably about this time. I had this conversation with Kylie, and finally, and part of this wisdom that, Mm -hmm. um, and I say that kind of ironically. So there's this book, by a guy named Richard Marcinko. He's a Navy SEAL. He was the guy that started the whole like Navy SEALs counterterrorism thing. So this guy was like hardcore, is hardcore, just ridiculous soldier, macho, all that. And uh, his book is wildly inappropriate and full of language. Okay. Um, so I would not recommend if that is a, uh, I would not recommend reading the book necessarily. But the, the wisdom pulled from it is something that I tell myself every single day. I actually have, like I said, I had this conversation with Kylie. And uh, the part that has stuck with me since I was probably 15 or 16 is this phrase, you don't have to like it, you just have to do it. Mm-hmm. And there's so much in my life that, and so many seasons of my life that have been defined by a whole bunch of mess that I don't want to do, but I right. really don't have an option. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes we like to just kind of wallow in that, like chafing against the the weight of burdens that we don't want to have and things that we don't want to do. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, at the end of the decision-making process, at the end of the pity party, Ultimately, it comes down to you don't have to like what's going on. You don't have to like what has to be done. You just have to do it. And so my my long, circuitous journey through my career mm-hmm. was filled with seasons that lasted years of, I don't want to get up and go to work today. I just have to do it. Mm-hmm. And so during those times, um, there was a period of about six years, I was in a corporate environment that from about day four and a half was just hell on earth it was Mm -hmm. brutal I hated it I had I had super 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 dark moments that I've only told a few people about and it was during that time that I found and kind of began digging into the passions that I have surrounding creativity before then my life was very much so like I got my MBA I'm going for business I'm going to be a successful corporate business person and it was during this dark time that everything started to shift. And mm-hmm. for, so for six years, my work time, eight to five, was just gutting out 
times that I could not stand being where I was. Right. could not stand working with the people that I was working with. And then my evenings, well into the evening, and it was very much so a situa- the situation where I don't want to go to bed because I don't want my- tomorrow to get here. Mm-hmm. Every single night for like six years. And I remember I, it pops up as a memory and it, it makes me smile every time because it was during that time I posted, all I want to do is drink coffee and create stuff. That's all I wanted to do. And I started writing, I started photography. Um, I built my website for the, my first ever website at that time. I started doing more like blog writing. And it was during those times that I had dreams and I had skills that I don't know that I would have developed had I been in seasons of just everything was grand. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now that I'm in a season where literally my life is, I get to drink coffee yes. and create stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm able to do a lot of work and be productive mm-hmm. and thoroughly enjoy it. It doesn't feel like a burden or a job. Right. There are still times where it's like, man, I really don't want to go do this thing. And in those moments, then that you don't have to like it, you just have to do it. Mm-hmm. It comes back and, and kind of pushes me onward. Yeah. So I think it's a, it's a little bit of like mental toughness and just like gut it out mm-hmm. sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like life is not always fun. Right. Life is tough, but we get to choose, choose our tough. That quote, discipline equals freedom, actually came from another Navy SEAL from a book I read. Mm-hmm. Um, and paradoxes and it's like the the more we actively pursue and accomplish what we need to yes and the more we'll get to do what we want to do right and so that i think that's kind of what keeps me moving even when i i'm tired or i don't want to don't really want to do what has to be done yeah that's awesome um scripture tells us about the lord giving us the desires of our heart and I just loved when you said that all you wanted to do was drink coffee and create stuff because that's what the Lord wants you to do. That's what the Lord made you to do. And so it's pretty awesome to watch you be able to do that and to see you doing it so well, to be inspired by how well you're doing it. Speaking of creating things, I wanted to talk about this today. You have about how much of a novel have you completed? Because I don't remember. Well, I don't know how long a novel is supposed to be. Okay. It's approaching 100 pages. Okay. All right. so, so I've, like, done the math, and it feels like every time I do the math, I'm about halfway done. Mm-hmm. And that gets kind of overwhelming, okay. and I'm like, halfway. And I'm like, <laughs> halfway. Yeah. There's a kind of a bit of inception in our story because, like, a piece of Michael's novel that he is working on, well has been working on should be working on as soon as we're done with this podcast but i'm gonna get there um is actually in one of my books because you let that happen it's in the book on um evangelism methods i think maybe wow i wish i knew about what i'd written that would be really (laughs) helpful if i'd done some research on that one would have thought i didn't need to but um that was a really big honor for me and i just think that that's pretty cool but this book i don't even I cannot, it's not in my, what did I say to you yesterday? Skill house? It's not not in my wheelhouse (laughs) of skills to be able to even write something like what you're creating. And I kind of just wanted you to talk to us a little bit about that. Um, What inspired it? Where you started? How it's going? All of that. Yeah, so 
I think what inspired it, have you ever read Frank Peretti? Yes. I think that's where... Piercing the Darkness or This Present Darkness. Yeah. Yes. Those books mm-hmm. were kind of what prompted the idea. Mm-hmm. I read those when I was a, I was fairly young. Um, for, if you haven't read them, they're basically, they kind of peel back the curtain right. between the spiritual yes. and the physical. Mm-hmm. And so that's what inspired my book to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's the concept what actually inspired um, some of the chapters in the book. Um, so, just the synopsis, I guess, will help it mm-hmm. make sense. Yes. So, synopsis is that it's the, the book is the journal of an angel mm-hmm. who is strictly uh, commanded to observe humanity. And so, the angel is seeing things from what he calls the real world, which mm-hmm. is the spiritual realm. And he's able to see on both sides simultaneously, the physical and the spiritual. And where that book started was with those situations I was just talking about when I was in a period of six years of darkness where it felt like the dreams I've had, the, the visions of what I want my life to be or what I feel like God wants my life to be are like... <coughs> are simultaneously stronger mm-hmm. than ever before, but at, at the same time feel ripped away, at the, yeah. like, simultaneously. Yes. And so that's where it started, is is one of the characters is me. Mm-hmm. Um, in seasons of my life that were the darkest. And then from there, I just kind of grew and took on, as I saw other people or saw other situations, um, and wrote about those in that same context. So, how would you say that it's going? What can I do? This is what I'm saying. Like, how can I bribe you? What? <laughs> how? What actually, would it take? I mean, just, just wanting to talk about it. I actually pulled it up and read through some of it this Did morning. Um, it's, it's a situation where while I was writing it, sure, there are moments where it feels very like, this is Michael writing. And then there are moments where I... I distinctly remember sitting there in tears as mm-hmm. I was writing mm-hmm. um, various pieces of the story where it felt like the words that were coming out were not mine. Right. Um, and so I, th- I guess the reason it's been such a struggle for me to get back into it is the intimidation mm-hmm. and the, the fear that I don't want the last half to be Michael when the first half wasn't all me. Right. And I don't want that last half to be something that is just kind of fabricated from my own imagination, mm-hmm. my own insight, when I feel like that first part wasn't. I don't want I don't want to disconnect from right. part one to part two. Exactly. Um, having read it, I 100% concur. I was going to say, and I'm still going to say, that you could definitely tell that it was anointed. You could definitely tell that it was divinely inspired. But it was also beautiful writing. So, I don't know. I guess I'm just going to pray for inspiration for you. Like, I don't even, I won't even ask for inspiration for me. I'm just going to focus on that because um, the world needs your words in all the forms that they can get them. And I believe that 100%. You know, I think we're going to end there. Partially because I'm coughing. Partially because you know that I have to go back down to work. (laughs) But let's all 
do all the things that we need to do, whether we like to do them or not. Um, let's keep following hard after the Lord who does give us the desires of our heart as he molds our desires into his. Um, and I wanted to say, you know, even like from logo design, every part of this podcast with intention, I asked men who were important to me to help me. Um, it's not just because you're bomb at making logos and it's not just because you didn't charge me. Well, thank you. If you recall, I did try to thank you. you. Um, but it's because you matter to me. And so I did want to say to you and to everyone else where they can hear me. Um, thank you for not letting me settle ever. And thank you for believing that I'm not going to have to. It has made all the difference in the world to me. So thank you. how do I usually end? Oh, yes, I say, let's all be better together. You've been listening to He Said, She Said, where whether we actually got around to discussing any books or chatting with any bros or not, we are, now and always, so glad you stopped by to listen. We hope your time here cemented the truth found in the best book ever written and deepened your relationship with a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Thank you for pressing play. Thank you for making space. We'll catch you next week, same time, same place.